to do a little reflection there. Before I read, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for the Bible. I thank you that you speak to us in the power of your Holy Spirit through the words of this book. And I thank you that the words themselves have been breathed out by your Holy Spirit so that they are trustworthy and true. I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would rest on me to bring your word to your people this day boldly and faithfully through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed is the man, and this applies to women too, by the way, blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. Well, every time I'm up on the Isle of Lewis, I get thinking about things and and reflecting on life and reflecting on uh, the blessings of God. And and I really love gathering with the brothers and sisters in Christ there because uh, many of them really move in a very uh, simple but not simplistic uh, faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, So, you know, sometimes here we really get caught up in a lot of the trappings of Christianity. You know, sometimes if you're from more of a Pentecostal or charismatic background, uh, sometimes it almost feels like you have to get yourself worked up to hear from the Lord. Uh, But people up there just hear from the Lord rather naturally. Uh, Sometimes if you're from more of an evangelical background, it, it, it seems like you need to get yourself really focused in on the scriptures and and uh, getting all kinds of complex ideas and, and almost the idea is that unless you give something new, uh, then it's not really worthwhile. While many people on the island, the brothers and sisters there that we've encountered, uh, they walk in this day-to-day reality of living with Jesus uh, where the Bible is the Bible. They, they don't have to go through all kinds of exa- exhaustive or exhausting arguments To prove the truth of the scripture, they just accept it, uh, and they proclaim it, uh, and they really appreciate it. And so it's it's great to to be up there. And it's also great to see how so many of the believers up there really prosper uh, in their lives and in their relationships. Now, by prospering, I don't mean that they're all wealthy, because they're not. I don't mean that everything goes smoothly for everybody, because it doesn't. Uh, but even when times are difficult, even when things are challenging, they really seem to take it with a calm assurance of the presence of God and really walk in his ways, uh, no matter what life might throw at them, uh, whether it be you know, children that go astray or uh, their own struggle with cancer or uh, the disability of loved ones, whatever that might be. And so that's very, very refreshing. And so I, re- I like to reflect on those kinds of things. And as I do, I also know that the people up there really value the Psalms. Uh, 
Uh, in fact, many churches on the island, that's all they do uh, in their Sunday service. They just sing psalms. Uh, the church that we're a part of uh, up there, they will sing psalms. Uh, they also sing hymns, and, and they're also singing some more modern songs. They're starting to break into that easily and gently. Uh, but the psalms are foundational in their understanding of living the Christian life. And oftentimes, if they're in tumult or, or they're going through difficult times, they tend to turn to the psalms. And the psalms really are about helping us to prosper in this way. And certainly the first psalm here was the first psalm because it set the standard for the other psalms. In other words, it's like the introduction to the prayer book. And in the introduction, is, the introduction is saying, okay, everybody wants to prosper. And so this prayer book, this book of psalms is about those who want to prosper. And so what is the person who prospers? What is the person like who is really blessed? Well, the psalmist starts out by saying three things in parallel. They're very closely related, slightly different nuances of meaning. Uh, but whenever you're reading in the poetic uh, nature of the Psalms, whenever you read the same thing two or three times, it's being emphasized very strongly. And so the psalmist starts out here and says, okay, this is the really blessed person. This is the person who can prosper. And he starts out with the negative. Blessed, prospering is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Now, walking here is, uh, as it is throughout the scripture, uh, is about how we live our lives. It's about how we're living on a day-to-day -day basis. And so the psalmist says that the blessed person does not seek to live based on the counsel of the wicked. And this is the advice or the counsel from those people who are living out of their brokenness and bringing that brokenness into other relationships in another part of life. That's what wickedness is all about. It's about behavior that emanates from our brokenness, our sinfulness as human beings that leads to brokenness in relationships. And we see this all the time. Uh, we are bombarded right now in the media uh, by people who want to give us counsel for this is how we should live and this is how we shouldn't live. We can talk about certain things and we can't talk about certain things. Uh, and there's so much that comes out of, so much of the advice that we read about relationships it really is coming out of people who live broken lives. The, the whole idea that we should live with people before they get married is an example of this kind of relational brokenness. It's like we should try one another out and then get married, even though statistically, those that live together and then get married are much more likely to get a divorce than those who don't live together before they get married. And so we see these kinds of things. And we're, we're surrounded by this all the time. You know, people living out of brokenness trying to give us advice. We see this a lot in, in the way that people tend to go after what celebrities say. You know, these celebrities that have left marriage after marriage and broken person after broken person, somehow they're telling us now this is the antidote to world peace or climate change or something like that. And you think, okay, where do you get this? You know, what gives you the grounds, the authority to say these kinds of things, to make these kinds of pronouncements? And so the blessed person doesn't walk in this. The blessed person doesn't stand 
in the way of sinners. And now this is not standing in the way of a sinner that's coming at you, uh, but it's another position of life. Uh, One of the things we're commanded to do time after time after time in the scriptures is to stand, to take our stand, especially, uh, especially in the context of spiritual warfare. And the blessed person doesn't try to take a stand in the way of sinners, as sinners do, as those who do not follow the, the law of God, that do not follow the will and the ways of God. So the blessed person does not seek to take a stand in these issues. And so much right now that we see in, in many denominations and many liberal churches is it's almost like people are taking things from the world and saying, okay, we should make our stand in this way. We see this in denominations that are advocating for a gay marriage and wanting to bring gay marriage into their denomination. Many, many already have, like the URC. And what are they doing? They're taking a stand in the way of sinful people. And that's not the path of blessing. Or he goes on, he says, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Now this idea is sitting is a place of judgment. So in a, from a biblical mindset, when you're sitting somewhere, you're passing judgment. You're being kind of like a judge might be. And so the psalmist is saying here that the blessed person does not seek to pass judgment in the way of scoffers. And scoffers are the ones who say, oh, you can't follow Christianity. That stuff is old. That's traditional. Uh, you can't you know, be goody two-shoes. You can't walk and be righteous. Uh, you know, they're, they're always trying to talk down the things that are right and holy in favor of the things that are not. Uh, And that's a scoffer. It's a foolish person. The foolish person says in their heart, there is no God. The scoffer says there is no God. And so the the person who is sitting trying to pass judgment in the same way cannot be blessed. And so those are the negative things. And then he goes on and says, but there's a positive thing. So the person who's going to prosper in the Lord, the person who's going to experience blessing will not live the way that, uh, according to the guidelines of those who are living out of their brokenness, they will not stand, you know, try to take their stand in life based on those that don't follow God and his, and his ways. Uh, and they will not seek to pass judgment on what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's bad, based on those who would reject the word of God and reject the way of faithfulness. But instead, their delight is in the law of the Lord. Now, this word law here is the word Torah. Uh, in Jewish tradition, it would refer to the first five books of the Old Testament. But the important thing to note here is that the psalmist is not promoting a kind of legalism. The Torah here, this is the instruction of God. So if we took this into the present context, uh, you know, the scripture says that when we, when we, in, the, in the last days, that God would write his law on our hearts. In other words, as Christians, we have the Spirit of God living inside of us, and so God takes what's in the Word of God and applies it to our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that is the instruction of God that comes into our lives. And so the psalmist is saying here that we will delight in this kind of instruction from the Lord. One of the things I love about our friends up in Lewis is that if, uh, if somebody is wanting to make a difficult decision, maybe about a job change, 
about a life change, doing something different, that many times people will ask them, one of the first questions they'll say is, well, what did the Lord say about that? It's this encouragement to sit back and reflect and see what God is saying through his word and by the power of his spirit uh, as applied to our daily lives so that we will walk, we will do the things that God is telling us to do according to the, the scriptures that we will follow his way and follow his word. And that, the psalmist says, is the delight of the person. That if we want to prosper, we will try to delight, take joy in hearing from God and listening and doing what God tells us to do. And that's what the psalmist means here. It's not kind of a legalism that will just follow the Big Ten, but it's actually a living, dynamic relationship with God whereby we're, we're familiar with what God says in the Word. It's never contrary to the Word, but it's the Holy Spirit that enlivens the Word then and applies it to our hearts. And this is the person, this is the person that can prosper. He compares them to a tree that's planted by streams of water. Uh, the idea of streams of water, it's water that does not get stagnant, it's water that does not get old. And so the tree there is planted by this living water, so the living water is constantly bringing in new nutrients to nourish the tree. And then this tree that's being nourished by this living water, and the Holy Spirit is often compared to that. You know, this tree that's being nourished by this living water will then yield its fruit in its season. That's such an important insight for us because sometimes we expect to be fruitful every single day and do, you know, be, be 100% prospering and fruitful all the time. But there's no fruit tree that's really bearing fruit continuously or constantly. Fruit has a season and the fruit in our lives will have a season. And that fruit, there'll be times of great fruitfulness and times of less, but the Lord will be working with us and pruning us and, and making us more fruitful. And this leaf of this tree will not wither. So even though there will be times when we have more fruitfulness, times when we have less, there'll still be life and vitality there, even in the times of less fruitfulness. And this is the person then that in all he does will prosper. And this is the promise of the Lord to us. This is his encouragement, is to delight ourselves in listening to his spirit delight ourselves in listening to his word and obeying what he tells us to do, knowing that that is the direction, the pathway that we go on to prosper the pathway of real blessing. And we need to hold on to this even in times of difficulty. Even in times of difficulty. That's what the psalmist means as he closes the psalm and says, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. There are some times when we feel like God is a long way from us. There are times when we feel like we're not walking in the fruitfulness that we desire. There are times when we feel like maybe we're withering or maybe we're fading. And the psalmist says, hey, keep delighting in the instruction of the Lord. Keep listening to the Spirit. Keep focusing your life on Jesus. Keep listening and reading the Word and, and digesting all that God, ha God has there. Continue to do this because the Lord knows your way. In other words, He's watching over you. He's protecting you. And He's providing for you even in those times where we don't really see Him. So we can prosper. We can Go the path of blessing. And Jesus has made this way for us. And God has put his spirit inside of us 
so that we can live in this reality. Father God, thank you so much. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this promise that we can prosper, even in times that seem difficult, even in times that seem dark. We can prosper in the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray, Father, that you'd help each one of us to delight in your instruction, to delight in how your Holy Spirit speaks to us, to delight in your word, to delight in your ways with the confidence that you are delighting in us through your Son, Jesus Christ. We love you and praise you and worship you and do all this in Jesus' name. Amen.